Hello and welcome folks to episode 106 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as True Mr. Six, and that fella over there is Andy, aka the Notorious A-N-D. <laughs> the Notorious And. I heard, little known fact for listeners, I heard that that's not actually your name. Your rapper name is Notorious Beauty. <laughs> Because I'm a beauty. Oh, you are nice. <laughs> no, because you say but a lot. <laughs> no, 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 notorious. Well, here we are, two weeks later, and set and ready to go with all the joyful Dice Masters conversation that your ears can handle. So much to talk about. I know, it's overwhelming. It's like the pace of news and information is just. <laughs> purely overwhelming and I'm, I'm not even in sure where on earth to begin if i'm being honest i've got no idea where to start no no clue no clue i mean i've got a list as long as my arm and stuff to cover in this episode today all fresh hot news i can't even exclusive I, I, I just, yeah absolutely it's just it's just mind-blowing if we start just making stuff up well, we've done that before. True. <laughs> Why change a habit of a lifetime? <laughs> Breaking news, January the 1st, the release of the amazing Dog Tanyon and the Three Musketeers set. I mean, I know you say that jokingly, but there is a new Dog Tanyon movie coming out. Is there? there yeah, there is, yeah. I, mean, I just pulled that like just <laughs> out of thin air. Although uh, that would be counter to WizKids' super sharp you know, cross-marketing savvy. <laughs> six months after the release, it'll come out. Yeah. <laughs> Not even six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you can probably tell, folks, I I don't have a list as long as my arm of hot news. It that, is... that cartoon had a great intro. Uh, that It definitely is one of the all-time classic theme songs there's no two ways about cartoons it. don't have intros like they used to do you remember the C- cities of gold intro the, <laughs> the three musketeers even the ninja turtles had a great like intro here's a little known fact for you the teenage mutant ninja turtles theme song was written by chuck Laurie, who is famous for being the two and a half men writer and producer really yeah that's funny he wrote the theme song uh, because we got that much Dice Masters info that, you know... Turtles, mildly linked. It's Yeah, it's sort of linked. <laughs> It'll do, I suppose. <laughs> what are we going to do? we got an hour to fill. Let me get, uh, let me get my Tempe organ out. <laughs> we'll have a sing-song. <laughs> my old man said, follow the van. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very naughty next part to that <laughs> oh dear knees at yeah, mother brown knees at mother brown <laughs> doing the <laughs> get your old tinker top piano out in the absence of any dice masters news let's just hit some cockney standards <laughs> do you know what mum my wife has a fear of buttons it's a phobia and really uh, she cannot stand pearly king and queens the, well, the sight I of a pearly not, king yeah. and queen on the telly uh almost makes her vomit wow i know 
it's a, it's a it's a harsh reaction. I think a fair reaction, even if you did, <laughs> didn't like buttons, but you know, yeah. But I mean, comparable comparable to other things that you could see wandering around in the street. That is true. All our American and Canadian uh, listeners are currently on their phones googling pearly king and queens. <laughs> I've got a phobia of scallies. A scally? <laughs> yeah. What's that? Like a chav? Kind of. Yeah. What, like, Mister? Tra- like a tracksuit wearing, a tracksuit wearing, stolen mountain bike riding. They wear those little baseball caps, but they're not really. They're like those weird little ones that perch at the back of their head and got a pointless peak on them. And they tuck their tracky bees into their socks. Oh, yeah. Don't get that down south. No. Uh, it's all blazers no. and shoulder <laughs> <laughs> elbow patches. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dice Masters podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to talk about we have actually prepared some content for you folks we do this week yeah we're not uh we're not without things to talk about although we're diving back into the history of dice masters in order to bring you something enjoyable to listen to this week but before we get into that of course it's time for the update so i'll ask you my good man what have you been up to in the last two weeks i don't think we've played have we since the last time we did it no we were going to have a game of uh, our we- the Weenie Wars format and uh, the night we had planned turned out it fell on the same night as the Twitch boycott. Yes. And and so we um, boycotted. Thought, thought better of that. <laughs> By the time this episode goes out, we will have got around to recording some live gameplay yes. with the Weenie Wars. The Weenie Wars. Um, but as of this moment of recording, we've, we've not played. So yeah, we haven't played any Dice Masters in two weeks. No, it's been, it's been a... a- a long time. I'd be interested to hear, just as a side tangent, if anyone did get some Weenie Wars games uh, out on the table and how they got on, because uh, I've not heard from anyone. Just, you know, throwing that out there. If you listen, if you follow the guidance of your uh, ministers, <laughs> the Reverend <laughs> Andy and uh, the priest Christopher. Uh, Bishop. Cardinal, Cardinal, Card- Cardinal Chris, and, uh, <laughs> Arch- Archbishop England here. Um, <laughs> oh dear, this whole ministry thing uh, has got seriously out of hand. I quite like it. It's not even a religious ministry. I don't know. I just said it one time and then it stuck because the idea was that it was like the Ministry of Defence, <laughs> like yeah. James Bond spy stuff. I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. Dice Masters, though. Um, so I've not played any Dice Masters in the last two weeks. I have, however, got myself a PlayStation 5. Ooh. Very exciting. Only, what, nearly a year since it was released. Finally managed to get my hands on one. Very cool. Uh, very, very cool. It's big, mate. It's huge. Yeah? Yeah, it's like three times the size of my PS4. Uh but it's all kind of like stylized, so that's pretty cool. Um, so I've been playing loads of that. There's quite a few. I've got PS Plus, which is a kind of a game streaming system, like kind of where you can kind of dip in a bit like Netflix only for games. So that's quite cool. So I've been downloading some different ones on that. It comes with a preloaded game, which I'm just Googling the uh, the name of, but we've really enjoyed it. Um, loaded game is called 
And apparently it's not going to... Google has failed me. Astro's Playroom. Here we go. Uh, which is like an old school little platformer. Well, old school in the modern sense, I suppose. Uh, it's not just side scrolling. It's, it's uh, you know, a, a meandering through behind, like third person kind of behind the character. But cool, cool little platformer. Uh, completed it with the, the kids. They love it. They play it all the time. It was a nice little treat to have that preloaded on there. But then I've just added loads of stuff on. I played a really old uh, Star Wars pod racer game. Uh, that was quite cool. Uh, from the PS2, I think it was. Um, I got my next-gen console. And I went and got retro with it. Um, played some Carmageddon. That is a game I used to play a good few I know Carmageddon, ago. yeah. Um, uh, well, they're all free, you see. So that was the older ones are all free. I found yeah. that I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in the the kind of kind of longer grown up games, uh, and I was kind of like veering more towards the the kind of you know street fightery platformy ones. I don't know if it was just that kind of mood I was in. Uh, so I've been playing around with that. I, I was saying that I've completed Titanfall two. Did the whole game play through game playthrough of that, and that was fun. But no, yeah, like no real game. board. <laughs> yeah, no tabletop gaming. <laughs> no, nothing that involved dice or cards. <laughs> no, no. So very much looking forward to our game that we'll be playing this evening, and you'll yes. be able to see on the YouTube as you listen to this. It will be out there, and maybe, just maybe, you'll have joined us on the Twitch whilst we were live streaming it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, well. Uh, I'll do my update then. So on the non-Dice Masters front, uh, I've had a long weekend away visiting my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, which of course means that a bag of board games went with us. Uh, so we've played a bit of Dream Home, which I know I've mentioned before, uh, a bit of You've Got Crabs, which I know we, I've mentioned before, some Cockroach Poker, which I know that I've mentioned before. So I uh, had all that going on. Uh, me and the lad the other day had the Pokemon out, uh, me and uh, the Mini Miss 6 had the Beasts of Balance out the other day, so we've had quite an active tabletop couple of weeks, although what you're probably noticing is that I'm, I'm acquiring all these new games, but the kids seem to favour the older stuff. I think there's um, something about learning a new game that they just haven't got the patience for at the minute. I can get that. I, it's, it's, I find it annoying learning new games. I just want to sit yeah. down and play, which is why like things like that... Um, Exploding Kittens or the Exploding Mediums is so good because you don't really have to learn it. It tells you what to do. Yeah, yeah. All like You just that. have a, a simple set, set of phases, follow the, the phases through, and then the cards take care of the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Something that Dice Masters doesn't do, actually. That's like kind of the antithesis of that because it's, it's quite complex when, once you get underneath the skin of the sort of core structure. True that. Yeah, true that, absolutely. But that's yeah, that's everything that's been non-Dice Masters going on. Um, and please do let me know if your family's the same and how do you convince them to sit down and go through the learning process on a new game. Uh, on the Dice Masters front, uh, I've had a, a few people get in touch over the one or two bits and bobs here and there. So our man Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Uh, our number one fan uh he got in touch he was very interested in the conversation that we had about me trying to use the attack step a little bit more uh, and so gave me some recommendations that will hopefully be coming to a stream near you soon so thank you very much for your recommendations there donnie uh our friend uh, jordo over at dm north had been in touch as well 
uh, asking me to ask you folks to save the date, uh, October the twenty third. Let's get married. So. No, um, from from what I understand, uh, the folks over at DM North are planning on doing their second Roll for the North online tournament. More details coming soon. Breaking um, news. Yeah, but that's all I know. Well, I don't think it is breaking news, although I'm a, I'm, I'm an episode behind on Double Double and Dice, so I don't know if they've mentioned it in their episode last Monday. So apologies, Jocelyn and Kim, uh, if I've just retread ground that you've already covered. But there you go. And uh, while I'm on the subject of Double Double and Dice, they've got their Dice Social coming up as well. Love a uh, social. Yeah, always a big fan uh, of the Dice Social that those guys do over there. I think it's an awesome idea there, running that on September the 25th. So go check out the information on dm-north.com. And, and? I, got message, I got a message from Rob over at Breath Weapon X. What's he want? Uh, he wanted to ask me, very politely, the being the pillar of the Dice Masters community that I am, to put the word out about their launch on Twitch. They're moving over to do their live gameplay on Twitch, and they're, they're doing a kind of kickoff event. Was it Twitch or Mixer, actually? I can't remember. Or was it YouTube? It might have been YouTube. Mm. Not sure. And that a was streaming the, service. Yeah, so they're going to start streaming on a streaming service on the 3rd of October. Was it the 3rd? It might have been the 2nd. I thought you said the 1st. Mm. Maybe it was the 30th, and I'm just remembering the 3 so they're streaming on a streaming service, starting that off someday between now and the end of October. Yes, that's exactly it. Save the date, guys. Save the date. Absolutely, yeah. So be there or be square. Uh, but I, I think they've blogged about it, so go check out their website at www.britroller6.com. Indeed. Or if you want yeah. to check them out on Facebook, you can do so at facebook.com forward slash ministry advice. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you want to go and see their YouTube version of, of their stuff, you can go to youtube.com forward slash The Ministry of Dice. I think that covers it. I hope that's okay, Rob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, go, go and follow them and watch just on the off chance that Alex is wearing one of his long sleeve shirts and you catch a glimpse of the almighty shirt action. He's got a collection, isn't he? I like that he has. playing card one. Yeah, it's a that's a fine shirt on a fine fine young man. Don't go that far, <laughs> right? Well, I I, you and he have a very special relationship. I, I had a kebab this week, right? Oh, okay. Here we go. Kebab update, everybody. Stop the I, clocks. I went. I went. I was like, let's go somewhere different. So I, got, I like ordered. I usually get a kebab meal. So you get your kebab chips and drink, right? Standard. But it, like, I was like, oh, let me go try something different. Go somewhere else. And this one was weird, right? So instead of a pita, it wasn't a pita, nor right. was it a naan bread, but it what? was like a wrap, you know, just like a you know tortilla wrap thing. Uh, and then instead of having chips separate, you then had the chips, and they weren't kebab shop chips either. They were like fish and chip shop chips, right. which threw me a little bit. Then the meat, then the salad, then the chili sauce. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I don't think I've got as much as if I'd have had them separate. Um, right. But there you go, yeah, another. But no coleslaw, no coleslaw on this one, which was nice. It still sounds like a fail to me, though. Yeah, it's still, you know, I wanted. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. It went bad, and you know, I ate it. It tasted nice, but it wasn't what I was was looking for in a kebab okay. meal combo. Yeah. Oh. Well. 
Yeah, you sound disappointed. I'm sorry to hear that. That's right. 11 quid. It was a quite pricey one, too. Ooh. Uh, and then over on our YouTube channel, I've been doing some stuff <laughs> over there. Uh, I've been looking at what-if cards in Dice Masters. I've been, I got a little bit inspired by the new TV series on Disney+. Plus. And so I've done a couple of vids looking at what-if cards and talking about the comic book uh, inspiration for those. The you know, Looking at it through the lens of the comic book lore, as I like to say. It's very topical. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, I just um, had one of those flashes of inspiration as I am often, you know, or infrequent i should say infrequently <laughs> want to do uh but that's pretty cool you know I, I, one of the things i do like to do a lot over on the youtube side of the brit roller six stroke ministry of dice operation is is look at the you know the card art or the comic book storylines that inspire the sets inspire the characters that are being used in the game and uh, so that's been quite fun doing that I'm nice. two, two, two parts in, two installments in with a third on the way. So anyone's out and about and fancies knowing a little bit more about the what-if cards and uh, what inspired those, then go check those out. YouTube.com, The Ministry of Dice. Yep, that's the one. Uh, and that's about it for me. That's my nice. Dice Masters stuff, messaging back and forth with people, and making some videos, and designing Weenie Wars teams. Weenie Weenie Wars. I've I've dialed it back as per your request. Cool. I put mine together half an hour ago. Uh, I made mine three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> there is a certain difference in our play styles or our deck building styles. Yeah. I made two, actually. I made one that was like super hardcore competitive. It, it was horrible. Just in case I did. Yeah. In fact, I made three because I was halfway through a third one. Um, so I had a kind of whole sidekick thing using the... Uh, foot soldier that's the ally that gets the plus one plus one for every sidekick that's in the field dropped inset plague on the team and then just loaded up on all these great allies and instant war and things which would have been fun yeah sounds um, cool yeah it's uh there's nothing worse than getting slapped in the face by a you know f- 11 11 foot ninja <laughs> 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 only then to be finished off by a couple of gobbies you know what i mean <laughs> So that would have been fun. And then I made a really gross Black Manta villain team. Ew, I've been slapped around by that Black Manta enough times. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good, though. I uh, put Hush on it, the one that um, KOs when there's a Bat Family character in the field with Alfred and then the Black Manta. So I had a self-KOing dice, essentially, to kick that off. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, you, you said let's go a bit more casual. Although I've put some kind of meta control in there because i'm you know a bit of an a-hole like that a bit of a meta control kind of guy absolutely but uh, yeah i've definitely turned about the wing condition quite a bit well we'll see that, how it goes yeah so that'll be good looking forward to that cool right what, what else can we talk about how, like, uh, how i don't know Gen- done, what 20 minutes yeah uh, maybe we're probably just a bit short gen con's on next week so i hope any folks over in the u.s that are heading out to gen con enjoy themselves at the convention, but they you also take the necessary steps to stay safe and healthy. Ooh, very grown up of you. Yeah, yeah, I do have these moments. I'd like to counter his argument by saying that you should go and rub yourself up against each other. <laughs> go lick some door handles. Live dangerously. <laughs> oh, share some masks. Like when you go there, just swap your masks around. Oh, no. Eh? Oh dear. 
Wiz kids are at Gen Con, but I have it on fairly good authority that there's not not going to be anything Dice Masters related taking place. So um, oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, Gen Con has been traditionally, you know, through the years, a place where there's been, you know, like a a, a shot of a you know mock up of a campaign box packaging, you know, in the glass cabinet or whatever, or a couple of cards. You know, slightly obscured, so you can't quite make out the game text that we could all that someone takes a picture of from three meters away through a, <laughs> through a glass cabinet. You know what I mean? I bet going to Gen Con's fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've no like reason to think it's not. UK Games Expo on steroids, I bet. Yeah, I don't. Well, um, when the UK Games Expo are out and about doing their we're the third largest tabletop gaming convention in the world. Mm-hmm. Is Gen Con... I don't think Gen Con's ahead of it, you know. I think it's Origins and Eschenspiel. Eschenspiel? Yeah. I'd never heard of Origins before I started playing Dice Masters. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Someone out there... um, uh, Andy America, US correspondent, just drop me a line. He'll know. He's he's a seasoned tabletop conventioner. Uh, Let me know which is the bigger one, Gen Con or Origins. Adepticon was the one that I used to always hear about when I was playing Warhammer 40k. Yeah, because that's got the Games Workshop slant on it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I bet all these places stink. We're not, a, we're, we're not a fresh bunch when we're together, are we, us gamers? <laughs> Speak for yourself. Especially the magic lot. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I swear to God, you're obsessed with Magic the Gathering player Oda. Bo and Capis. That's what it'll be. Oh. Do you have to beep that out? So, should we tell the listeners what we've got lined up for them this episode? <laughs> okay. Okay, well, uh, we're going to continue our format focus series. Uh, so if you were with us last episode, you'll know that one of the things we're talking about a great deal at the moment is this idea of keeping the game fresh, keeping it engaging, and finding new and interesting ways to play um, that you may not have done before in order to pass the time until quarter one 2022 when we see some new product. Uh, so we're going to continue our format focus because it's our belief that having team building restrictions or gameplay restrictions, different formats is the way to do it. Uh, and then, just random curiosity, I picked up a gravity feed of Avengers versus X-Men in French and German the other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to do a classic Ministry of Dice quiz. Uh, but this time around... Andy is going to be facing my gauntlet. We're going to see if he can guess the cards on the French or German game text translation. Nice. Are they double-sided? Like They are double-sided. French- yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, they are double-sided. Uh, so classic Ministry of Dice quiz, and we would encourage you to play along. Uh, so should we crack on, my friend? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right, okay, welcome back, and it is format focus time, part two of the, or second instalment, I should say, of this kind of running theme, although we've been talking about this idea for quite some time now. Um, So as I mentioned in the intro, let's keep the game interesting, let's keep it engaging. We're massive fans of playing around with the format or the approach to the way of playing the game, so we're talking about a a different team-building restriction or different gameplay rules that you can have a little tinker with. Uh, Last episode, we talked about Weenie Wars, where all your cards on your team had to be three cost or lower. And uh, Andy has picked one out of the list for us to talk about this week. Andy, which one caught your eye? Cool. So I was thinking about this because I've built my Weenie Wars team uh, and 
I believe there's two types of team builders uh, out there in the Dice Masters world. There's the Chris's of the world who like to uh, tinker away, build teams, look at combos, work, work out how cards work together. Uh, and then there's the Andy's of the world which pick out cards nearly at random uh, depending <laughs> on uh, what's closest uh, and um, what kind of tickles that nostalgia taste buds uh, so for all the andes out there all the lazy team builders out there uh, mm-hmm. i bring you single set uh, because all you have to do is think back to a set that you liked and then grab it and build a team out of it <laughs> so to so to be clear then um this is where you use one release one set release and all 10 of your cards must be from that that release absolute mont now the caveat to that i would say is for the campaign boxes you would add the associated team backs team packs to that to give sure. you a bit more so you thought warhammer 40k you'd get your space walls and your orcs yeah uh, your um trouble in water deep set would get your other two D team packs etc etc yeah so, you need to do a little bit of thought around the basic actions as well because yeah. not every not every set release had basic actions with it. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you know, if if you don't, then you know, just pick something that was near it. Like, just be kind of sensible about what you're doing. It's your, you know, it's your game. Uh, we're just trying to help you out uh, on the uh, the Brickroller Six dot com website, which we put a load of different formats. Um, it says uh, some sets don't have basic actions. Uh, so we've aligned specific starter sets or basic actions from another set to use to solve this problem. For example, we've used Iron Man slash War Machine, basic action cards with the Deadpool slash Guardians of the Galaxy set, and the uh, Superman Wonder Woman starter set with the Batman set. So, you know, it, don't worry too much about it. Just build a team and have fun. But, yeah, you know, try and link it in together. And what I like about it is it's got, again, the, the nostalgia elements of hunting back through different sets i've got some really great memories of playing with the uh world's finest uh cards uh when we bought a couple of uh, gravity feeds uh, over a weekend and just cracked open loads of packs and then like looked at the cards and built teams and played around with them and all the yeah. others like or, eight, eight or if you're a drafter yeah yeah you can just draft it or do that um the draft what's what's it on uh, the dive coalition team builder what's it called the draft generator oh uh yeah although that was that wasn't what i meant sorry i meant uh, the nostalgia factor that you know if you drafted it a couple of years ago and played it quite a lot oh yeah yeah one then coming back to it and one of, one of the things i've liked about single set is when i found a, a bit of a combo from the set but i couldn't quite get the full one together and then i saw someone else with the other card that i needed and so nah. doing a constructed single set is nice because you can go back and sort of finish the combo off and flesh it out and then, you know, make it work. Yeah, and there's some cool sets out there. There's stuff that... Um, see, immediately I thought of World's, World's Finest because I remember that fondly. Uh, mm. But I know that the Green Arrow and the Flash set was one that I don't think I've played around with too much other than the Energy Fixers were the ones that I scrabbled to get my hands on. Yeah. Uh, but there's some good stuff there. Uh, but it, I remember that one because it was like Deadpool and... And that one came out really quickly. And I think another one came out after it, maybe. So it was uh, almost the forgotten set because there were so many that came out at the same time. Do you remember that? When they released stuff really quickly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. When was that? <laughs> I've got no, you're talking rubbish. 
No, they all came out like like one after the other. But yeah, yeah no, so, I do remember that. Uh, just that was for us in Europe, though, that that happened with really. It wasn't uh, uh, worldwide that that went on. So yeah, a war of light. Have a play around with all the lanterns and all the different things there with the kind of safe in the knowledge that if you're playing with uh, someone else who's doing the same set, they're going to have that kind of restrictions as well. So you're not going to get bent over the table if you drag out some lantern shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, one one thing out of what you were just saying there that stands out to me is this idea of going, what, what set didn't I play with a lot? And going back and looking for the set that perhaps... I don't know, for whatever reason, you didn't engage with much or you were less interested in the time. We, we've done it on stream, haven't we? We said, right, we're, we're playing WWE this week because there's definitely cards in there that we've not got yeah. familiar enough with. Um, so it's a nice way of kind of upping your game or finding some more obscure stuff um, or just thinking back to what you didn't use a great deal. Because one of the things we we talk about is, you know, get your dusty cards out of the binder, as it were. And give them a play. Yeah. Or maybe you want to go UXM just to give those uh, PXG cards a bit of a dust off. <laughs> well, I was thinking uh, heroic actually. Maybe, maybe play single set and be the person who can make heroic finally work. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Never say never. Well, I wonder if that'll ever make a return. What heroic? Yeah, founder actually in the in the Dark Phoenix saga spoilers has got a little bit of a heroic vibe to it. You think in a way. Yeah, because it wasn't heroic like when with another heroic character do this or do that. Yeah, and, the, and a few of the founder game texts, uh, loosely speaking and passing, passing what they say are very much like when with another founder. I always kind of imagine like with heroic that the characters like holding hands. <laughs> yeah, skipping into battle. <laughs> yeah. Let's be heroes. <laughs> it was a very strange choice of characters as well, wasn't it? Broadly speaking, oh no, maybe it wasn't actually. Who was it? it was like Captain America and a Spider Man? And a, was there a heroic There's Wolverine? A Wolverine and someone? Yeah, I don't know. But they were bobbins. <laughs> well, who knows? In a single set setting, maybe it's not so bobbins comparably. True. True. Yeah, and that that's definitely the advantage of it is that a single set. What it does do is it still gives people access to. It. So if you're if you're obsessed. With if you're absolutely determined and you're like right, I I'm definitely I want to make a Guy Gardner team. You know, sticking on the War of Light theme, for example, you could build a Guy Gardner Blinding Rage team, but it's not supported by all the other kind of usual support pieces that you might drag from other sets. Or the Miri Riam is in there, isn't she? Yeah, but your Morphin Jar's not. Yeah, absolutely, and and what have you. So um, you can still kind of get your fix if you like to play power cards or you, you have a particular fan favourite, but it's just nerfed enough in the single set setting that it's it's not uh, brutal, and therefore other team builders can team build knowing that they're not going to be quite annihilated. What do you reckon the strongest set would be? The strongest? Uh, ooh... That's a good question, and one I wish I'd put some thought into before. Yeah, me too. Beforehand, I've always had a very fond place in my heart for the Batman set. I think that is broadly speaking a very strong set. Yeah, it's strong. You'd want to. I mean, when it comes to picking your set, so for example, like Deadpool is uh, notoriously, certainly for from the time that people spent drafting it. It's notoriously bad for ramp and win conditions. So a lot of uh, draft, Deadpool drafts just became kind of battling walls, you know, just trying to get the upper hand by 
going wider and bigger than your opponent. Uh, and and that would translate, I, su- I suspect, into the team building experience if you were doing constructed version of single set. Um, well, yeah, but then you get access to multiple men. Assuming yeah, you have multiple men, which immediately gives you a good bit of ramp. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But again, again all right. So maybe Deadpool wasn't the right choice because oh, okay. Andy's pulled multiple men out of his ass. But what what you'd be looking for is you'd want to you look for your basic, you know, your team building cornerstones. Is there ramp and churn? Is there a, a good selection of win conditions? Is there utility and control that's going to protect my win condition and get in the way of other win conditions? Um, and does it have the type of you know the purchase costs, the fielding costs within that card selection? to suit my needs so you'd look for the same things i suppose and that is why i'd I'd probably i would lean if we were to play single set tomorrow which we probably will do next week i would lean towards a set like batman like uxm well maybe not uxm but certainly stuff that i know has got those cornerstones all together in it yeah cool an argument could be made for avx Mm, it's got some strong cards in but there's no but is there does have some strong cards in. I'm not sure if you'd say it was the strongest of the sets. I mean, a lot of them are not, like nice because they just got shorter texts. So they're just like a more of a, you know, a straightforward abilities. You know, things like once you text, you, you need to spin a character down and you get your debt two damage, or when active, you get you know something gets plus one attack, or you know it. There's yeah, not yeah. too much in the uh, complications of it. Uh, which I suppose can make it stronger or not. I don't know. Bad press AVX gets. Indeed. Uh, I'm just looking through my um, team builder and it looks like my single set choices have a, a strong DC slant. Well, I'm not surprised you're like DC fan, aren't you? I am indeed because I've got a Justice League team here, a Justice campaign box team. Oh, single set X-Men. What's that? Oh, the campaign box. Uh, it's X-Men forever. Batman. Two Batman teams, in fact, and a world's finest team. We could uh, kill two birds with one stone and do a Yu-Gi-Oh teams. Someone asked us to do Yu-Gi-Oh teams, didn't they? They did, yeah, yeah. I've made it. I'm sure I've made a Yu-Gi-Oh team before, but I can't find it in my team builder. Must have been before I was using the thingy, my bob. There's some weird stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh, isn't there? Uh, yeah, although I don't think they're so weird now. If you were to look back at them. I think you'd find that there's been similar game texts and rulings that make sense. Oh, no, I was talking about the actual kind of... Oh, you mean like Injection Fairy Lily and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Although, I'd, yeah. I'd, if we play Yu-Gi-Oh, we both have to buy those, what, those armbands, those battle deck things, like Yu-Gi-Oh. Have you seen them? No. Oh, mate. When like kids who play Yu-Gi-Oh, they used to have a thing that they strapped to their arm that they could put their cards on. Right. I'm right. sure people out there must have... Uh, um, well, like a deck shoe <laughs> attached to your arm. Let me see if I can find a picture of it. What is it called? It was called a dual disc. There we go. Let me find a picture. I'll message it to you. I'm sure everyone out there is like, yeah, of course, we had one too. No. I don't know. That's passed me by. That one, I've not. I'm not familiar with that particular phenomenon. I everyone sit quietly while Andy googles for the picture. Bear with me. Just going to put you on hold for a moment. Uh, well, you keep looking for the picture. Uh, I'll talk about the formats a little bit more. 
Um, yeah, it's it's also quite interesting, I think, to uh, you know to answer that question of which is the better set or what what set appealed to you or resonated with you the most. Uh, it, you can answer it by playing it out, I suppose, in a way because. You know, I might say, well, I have a preference towards the DC sets because I'm a DC fanboy, but are they the better sets? Uh, that would be interesting to see if someone had, has taken all of the sets and kind of league played it out, <laughs> you know, like an elimination series to finally get to the, you know, a final with, with two sets standing kind of thing. That'd that be, would be good, actually. We maybe we that. should do that, like a massive series. Uh, it'd take a while, though, wouldn't it? And also, it, it would basically be a case of, the the winning set will be whatever one ones I played because I make my teams three weeks in advance and you make your statement is we play. True story. <laughs> so like Andy's playing AVX this week, Chris is playing Deadpool, and oh what an upset! Deadpool has just beaten. <laughs> uh, is this you sending me the picture now? Is that what's pinging in my ears? It is. What? And we're one one since our restart. But that's not an armband. It's like a massive watch. But it is like a Dexu on your arm. Yeah, it's basically a portable, like. I mean, is table. that like a little table? Yeah. <laughs> where you put your cards down. What? It's got a little card launchery thing in the so middle. So, how is that attached to him then? Round his waist? Round, round his arm? Round his forearm? Oh, what attached to that giant watch thing? Yeah. What? <laughs> I can't believe you've, you've never seen that. I've before. never seen that before. I'm astounded. How? I mean, practically, that's surely not. So it, I, I assume, maybe someone will tell me otherwise, but that's how they do it in the cartoon. Then is it? They have like a magic arm thing. Do they deals. play the card game in the cartoon? Yeah, they do, don't they? Or am I confusing that with something else? What uh, is Digimon? Maybe Digimon. I'm thinking of. I don't understand this photo, but someone has superimposed uh, the head of uh, the Fonz from Happy Days onto that kid, <laughs> which does, I don't understand why, but that made me laugh. <laughs> I mean, it's good. That's, that's, that's some good Photoshop work. It is. That's brilliant. Oh dear! Right, well, we're definitely off track, so we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there, though. But we'll 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 get into some single set after we played a little bit of Weenie Wars this week, um, and uh, report back. But uh, like always, we encourage you guys to give it a go and let us know how it goes. Or if you played single set before, down at your local gaming store or something, um, what's your answer to Andy's question? Which do you think is the strongest single set, or which is your favourite? How do you go about building single set teams? Uh, do you follow the usual team building structure? The the kind of standard cornerstones, or is is there something a little different that we're not realising or talking about when it comes to single set team building that one would need to know? That's a lot Indeed. of questions for the audience. So please do answer all three if you're going to correspond in full. Three and a half thousand words, please, submitted by the time we record two weeks on Wednesday. Oh, thank you very much. Mm, absolutely. Uh, right, okay, we'll wrap that one up there then. And shall we get into some quiz time? Yay! All right. Uh, on to, well, it's not your, I was about to say the Q branch, but it's not the Q branch. The C branch. C branch, yeah. Okay, then, quiz time. Let's get into it. So, I don't, did I mention it in the last episode? I think I put it in just a little after credit sequence, didn't I? Yeah, that you uh, you got yourself a uh, foreign French and German AVX, no less. 
Yes, for a bargain price. A guy who knows a guy who knows a guy got in touch with me and said, I've got this, I think I think he used to have a gaming shop out in Germany. Uh, and he said, I've got this box, do you want it? I said, how much do you want for it? And with the exchange rate and a bit of shipping, it came to about, well, 30 quid for the box. And then the shipping took it all to about 40. I was like, yeah, bargain. all right. Bargain. Yeah, just for the novelty factor. And I thought it'd be fun if I get a super rare in in French and German. These cool double-sided cards. I'm obviously making the little-known facts videos, so I thought maybe I could do some little-known facts stuff around uh, foreign language cards. Um, so, yeah, I opened it all up. I got a super rare Serena in French nice. and German. Which was, that's cool. That's fun. I've had them squashed between two bricks for about a week now. <laughs> <laughs> Those who know, know. But they're still, they're still proper squiffy, even after that. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Still trying to flatten them out, but I've had a big, uh, big dice injection, which uh, uh, something that again that I've probably not mentioned, but I've never had a full set of AVX dice. Really? What? Yeah, I've always been short of a couple of max dice. Not anymore. Not anymore. Absolutely. Uh, so I thought it'd be fun if uh, one thing that I could do with this box um, uh, is to revisit the uh, I don't know what we called it last time the foreign language quiz. Would the numbers be different? Uh, how do you mean the card numbers? No, on the dice because they're being like in a different language. <laughs> no, no, they they uh, we discussed this last time. They still use the same num- numerical symbols. That's all right. Yeah, that, that'd be a worry, wouldn't it? You wouldn't know how much to attack or defend with. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's still the still the same numerical symbols. But last time it was you cramming game text through Google Translate. It was, wasn't it? That was yeah. oh, that was a good couple of years ago. Yeah, that was wild. So we did Japanese, and then we did, I think we did French and German previously, uh, but you were Google translating them. In today's quiz, we're going to be using legitimate, actual, official WizKids card text in French or German. And I've picked three of each, three French cards for you and three German cards for you. Oui, oui, da, da. So the aim of the game is pretty simple. Please do play along at home and get in touch and let us know how you scored and how you fared against Andy's score. Uh, pretty simple. I'm going to read out the card in the language as printed on, you know, in French or German, and Andy has to guess the the character and subtitle of this Avengers versus X Men card based solely on the foreign language translation of the game text. I'll have a go. I'm not feeling too confident. <laughs> well, I'm I'm concerned about. Uh, reading out three cards in German and three cards in French with my Mank accent, I think <coughs> that alone will be offensive to you know, French and German people, basically. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely fine. No, for sure. Okay, uh, so uh, do you want me to save the uh, reveal card by card, or do you want me to tot you up and give you the answers at the end? Oh, let's do card by card. Card by card, okay. And would you like to have a French card or a German card first? Let's go French. I think I'm probably more likely to get a French one than a German one. Yeah, you'll like this one. Only two lines of text as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, So are you ready, Andy? I am ready. Are you ready, listeners? We're ready. Okay, great then. So, uh, à la fin de la phase d'attaque, mettez KO en... On des personnages qui a bloc Diablo. Give it to me one more time. Uh, okay. À la fin de la phase d'attaque, mettez KO on des personnages qui a bloc bloqué Diablo. 
in the attack phase, do something, block dice. <laughs> Beast mutate 666. <clears throat> no, oh. I am afraid not. Uh, so in French, this is Diablo Orpheline, and this is Nightcrawler Abandoned. Is the uncommon, and the English translation is at the end of the attack step, knock out one character that blocked Nightcrawler. One nil to Chris. Well done. Okay, French or German next? Let's go German. German. French didn't go too well. Let's try German. See if this is any better. Okay, are you ready, Andy? Nope. Okie dokie. When aufgestellt, wirf bis zu uh, zwei gegnerische Charakter Würfel neu. Würfel, die danach keine Charakterscheid <lacht> sagen, <lacht> kommen auf die Ablage den Gegner. F uh, oh, the character's name here, blank that. Beep, fugt deinem Gegner zu uh, zwei Schaden für jeden so abgletten Würfel zu. You said Scheit and Fug. <lacht> I said fugged. Bless you. Any ideas? No. And that went on for hours. <laughs> Any clues in the text at all? I'd say it. I'd, I'd, if it was, it's the wrong set because uh, I was thinking it was the. Uh, um, oh, my mind's gone dumb. Uh, no. No idea. Let's go for uh, Wolverine, formerly Weapon 10. Uh, nah, uh, I'm afraid not. It was Storm Windrider. That's some text, isn't it? Yeah, well, here's the English translation. When fielded, re-roll up to two opposing characters. Each die that does not roll a character goes to your opponent's use pile. Storm deals two damage to your opponent for each die moved. Only as oh. long as the English one. Foo. Foo. Yeah, well, when fielded, it must be when aufgestellt. When Alka, Alka, Al Al I can't even say it. Alka Stelt. Yeah. Right. Uh, French one next then. Should we carry on the. Yeah, pattern? go on then. All right then. So here we go. We have Cond Le Favre Block, Abese Le Personnage Blocked d'un Niveau, Sil Deja de Niveau, Un, Il est Miss K.O. Uh, burst Face. Si le personnage bloqué est Miss K.O. par cette carte, gagne deux points de vie. Ooh, that is... Is it Gambit Ace in the hole? It is not. Oh, it's a human torch, then, isn't it? Nope. Then it's neither of the two I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> it is Beast Creature. Oh. And the English translation goes, when Beast blocks, spin the blocked character down one level. If it's already level one, knock it out. On the burst face, if the blocked character is knocked out by this, gain two life. I thought that gagner deux points de vie at the end might have done it for you. Yeah, I thought two points, and then I thought, no, the Gambit's got like a burst face, and it does like you draw two dice, and so, oh, well. Three for nothing, or nothing three. for three, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. It's not uh, not going quite so well. Uh, on to the next German card, then. Okay. Are you ready? No. Wenn aufgestellt. When fielded. Uben, 
übernehme den Control über einen gegnerischen Charakter, schlage ihn am Ende der Sukes KO und lege in die Vorbereitungszone deiner Gegner. Äh, dabei fügt äh, deinem Gegner Schaden in Hone seiner Aggressivität zu. I think I know this one. Oh, go on then. Is it Loki Gemkeeper? It is Loki Gemkeeper. No. Boom. No. No. What? It's it's not. Huh? You said it was. It's not. It's uh, Loki uh, Illusionist. Why would you pick Illusionist? Gemkeeper's like the more famous one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Do I get half I'll a point? You. I got yeah, Loki. you can have it. You can have it. You can have it because you were you were you were in the right ballpark. Uh, when fielded, take control of an opposing character. At the end of the turn, knock out that character and place it in your opponent's prep area. It deals damage equal to its attack to your opponent. Ooh, that sounds good, actually. Yeah, or it's seven cost, which is probably why it's... Oh, less yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, your next French one, sir. Oui. Um, are you ready? Oui. Okay. Au début de la phase d'attaque... Si votre adversaire a plus de personnages déployés que vous, la chose gagne uh, plus toi et plus toi. Plus toi et plus toi. Yeah. Plus toi attack et plus toi défense. Is it défense? It's A and D. A et deux. <laughs> is it Green Goblin? Goblin Lord? It is not. No. Oh, no. Is it, it is Human Torch? The- it's no, although you're close with the, closer with the Human Torch. Oh, Mr. Fantastic. Mm, nope. The thing. <laughs> the thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's thing, Grimben. Oh. At the start of the attack step, if your opponent Balls. has more fielded characters than you, thing gets plus three attack and plus three defense. I was never good so, at languages at school. <laughs> Clearly. Barely speak English. <laughs> Clearly, uh, although uh, n- neither, neither was I, apparently. Right then. The final card, number six. He's got one right so far, folks. Oh, excuse me. That was me banging my head. Okay, are you ready? Ready. So longer active, jeder Charakter, der keine Skirk ist, erholt minus one (laughs) und minus one. (laughs) I don't know what minus is. Minus un. (laughs) Un. Uh, No, eins. Is that it? Have you done it all? That's it. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've cut out the bracket text because I couldn't be asked with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that is uh, Doctor Doom. It is Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Doomy. Oh. Or Doctor. in in French, Doctor Fatalis. Fat, fatalis. Oh, that sounds like loads better. It, yeah, doesn't it? I'll give it you. You can have it on the Doctor Doom. It's Reed Richards' rival. Ah, uh, yeah. I've got that in the couple While of Doctor years. Doom... <laughs> yeah, just sat there thinking on it. While Doctor Doom is active, each non-villain character gets minus one attack and minus one defence, no matter how many Doctor Doom dice you have fielded. I didn't do the bit in paragraph in the brackets because I didn't want to say Doctor Doom. Fair enough. Would have given it yeah. away, I think. Absolutely. Doctor Fatalist. Doctor Fatali. Fatali. Fatally. Someone let me know. Well, uh, so at the end of that complete shambles of pronunciation and accent quality, (laughs) 
we have two out of the six kind of sort of he was nearly there. <laughs> so much. please please do get in touch and let us know how you got on uh, with the translation, the AVX translated cards there. Love to know what your score was in comparison to Andy, but I think that'll do for language quizzing. Three of each will we'll do his read, I think. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm kicking myself. I should have got that beast creature one. Yeah, for sure. Kicking myself. Kicking myself. It's actually quite hard uh, to find card texts that don't directly name or reference the character uh, on a lot of these. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So, con le professor X active. Nope. (laughs) Professor X. Uh, Venom can nerve on... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then Punisher einem angry Versuchersweisen. Nope. Oh, Versuchersweisen? Uh, oh, uh, Rogue is called Malicia in French. What? Malicia. Malicia. Yeah, M A L I C I A. Fun Deadpool with attack. languages. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, human Torch. Then einem character aus. Stelt fugt human torch. Nope, no good. You know, so it's actually quite hard to find ones that didn't directly name the character, which is interesting. I Isn't it? That. I yeah. suppose because it's a name as well, it doesn't change uh, language. Like human torch is still human torch, in it? Yeah. It? Well, I think so. Some of them are the 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 language translation. You know, the literal language translation, and some of them aren't. So, like Professor X is Professor X. Doctor Doom is Doctor. Uh, fatally, um, the thing is called La Chose, which I presume translates to the thing. The thing, Green Goblin is that the vert goblin? The goblin vert? No, I noticed him actually after you said that last episode. I'm just flicking through the cards to find one. I didn't pull many Green Goblins, yeah. But Dr. Octopus is still called Dr. Octopus, you know, it's, <laughs> they've, they've not used the French word for Doctor. Yeah, uh, they've used Doctor, but they've not used the French for octopus. Uh, le Buffon Vert. Buffon. Le yeah. Buffon Vert. Who knew? Goblin in French is Buffon. That's hair, isn't it? Uh, it's a type of hairstyle. I plead the fifth. With your Buffon hair. <laughs> right, should, we get, should, we, should, we, should we put this horse out of its misery and move to the <laughs> outro? <laughs> Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And fitted! <laughs> oh, God. You just sound like a bad caricature from Hello, Hello there. <laughs> Good memory. It was pissing past. Oh, what a wildly offensive show that that is in by modern standards now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love old shows like that. Like, Mrs. Slocum, are you okay? Well, <laughs> have you seen my pussy? <laughs> Ooh, shut that door. Um, oh, nice. But so yeah. there's not a great deal else to wrap up with there. If anyone does have any interesting news, then please do. Get in touch any, let us know. Any interesting news? Have you done Anything. something good at work? Have you had a, a promotion? <laughs> have your kids won any awards? Um, let us know. We'll give them a shower on the next episode. Yeah, we'll take anything. Alex, let us know if uh, if those grandparents are still tuning in. 
<laughs> that's Hugo's grandparents, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out good. to Hugo. By mentioning Hugo, we gained two more listeners in his granddad <laughs> and grandma. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty dry out there. We'll we'll keep doing the format focus and other random things in the meantime. But uh, if there is a content wish in your heart, uh, perhaps a, a segment type that we've not done for a while that you would like us to revisit, some of our old quiz activity that you think, oh, they haven't done one of them in a while. I really used to enjoy playing along with that one. Drop us a line. Let us yeah. know. Now is definitely the time to be getting in touch if you want us to do anything. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, and you can do that by going to BritRoller6.com, heading to the bottom of the page and hitting the Contact Us button. Or going to Facebook and get in touch with us there at facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Deaths. That's right. Or you can join our Discord, uh, where you'll find, of which you'll find a link to do so in the description show notes below and that's where we talk about more than just dice masters because we also delve into the mod extra side of things and talk about tvs movies board games comic books uh everything and anything really kebabs yeah coleslaw the the broad church of nerddom and if you do enjoy the broad church of nerddom then how about next monday you tune in to mod extra where who knows what you'll get we don't because we just talk a load of rubbish for about two hours. Oh, hey, I tell you what, stop what you're doing right now, everyone. Ooh. Get your phone out or jump onto the keyboard, type youtube.com, go to the search box and put in MOD Extra Games and Collectibles. There you'll find a very exciting channel looking at games and collectibles. Press the subscribe button. Watch a video. Just one. Just one. Give it a thumbs up and then carry on with your day. <laughs> nice. Do it. There's a man on the internet just told you to do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Right. Let's close this down. I've been Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. the Buffon. Via. <laughs> See you later, folks. Au revoir, mon amis. I think that was a, a special kind of distractible rambly there. <laughs>